the WrestleMania 38 Night 2 post-event um, show. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in here on Twitch. If you miss any of this, it is available on podcast uh, probably sometime tonight or tomorrow morning. What a, just the word of the evening for WrestleMania was just fun for me. It, it was a... It was a very sports entertainment night of WrestleMania, right? Like, it was... There were some good matches. I thought the the initial tag team match... We'll get into match by match. Um, But I thought some of the wrestling was really good. But it was, um, as as they say on uh, Something to Wrestle, it was heavy on the gaga this night. And some of it was good. Some of it was a little eh. But overall, I just enjoyed the hell out of watching this show. That's my, my main takeaway from this is I just had a whole lot of fun watching WrestleMania tonight. And at the end of the day, I, I kind of think that's what they should be going for with these. Would it be great if like the, the match of the year every year came out of WrestleMania? But yeah, probably it would be great. Or at least a contender like, um, like Wrestle Kingdom. And we thought we might get there. Uh, I don't know if we necessarily did with, um, with a couple of the matches on this, but overall, just a, a really, really fun, fun night from WrestleMania 38, night two. Uh, again, for those who are watching on podcast, you, you're, you're missing out right now, or sorry, listening on podcast after, uh, you, you're missing out right now as we're about to have Shawn Michaels against Ric Flair in a WWE 2K22 Royal Rumble match. Uh, if you miss it, VOD is up on twitch.tv slash primetimepk. Uh, the match or the night starts with first of all it starts with Triple H coming out, um, just welcomes us all to WrestleMania, and leaves his boots in the ring, uh, officially signifying the end of his in-ring career. Going to do uh, probably a bit more on Triple H coming up on Friday's show, but uh, an amazing I think in-ring career and one that I actually think people underrate just a touch. Um, but we'll we'll get more into that on the Friday podcast, Couch Potato Diary. Uh, so that my one thought on that it maybe took a little long. Um, like we went 15 minutes before we got the first match of the night and that, yeah, after we had to cut a match last night for time purposes, I thought this went a little long. Now, this night did not even go four hours, which for a WrestleMania is saying something, I think. Um, so at the end of the day, it's not a, a giant waste or anything like that, but, um, I thought maybe a touch long, but overall, I mean, he is one of the greatest of all time. I think he deserved it. So we get to match number one. It is RK Bro retaining the Raw Tag Team Championships in 11 minutes and 30 seconds over the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. I thought this match was incredible. I thought you had, um, uh, like, the, the spots in it were phenomenal. I thought that there was good chemistry between all of the teams. I think they, they told the story of the stakes of the match very, very well. I, I thought it was believable that at points all three teams could win. And as we go back to, to last night's breakdown, that's something I'm big on is like, just make me believe that there's an opportunity for anyone in this match to win. And you got me. That is a quality, quality match, in my opinion. And I thought they did that. RK Bro retains after there's an avalanche RKO from Riddle onto Montez Ford. And then Chad Gable does a dive off the top rope. And Randy Orton hits the RKO on him as well. Just an excellent night, I thought. Just an excellent, excellent match to get it going. And honestly, might have been one of the matches of the weekend. Um, I thought it was great. I, I really did. Up next... 
probably not a candidate for match of the weekend. Bobby Lashley defeats Omos in six minutes and 35 seconds to retain, uh, no title on the line in that, my apologies. Um, this match was what it was. Like, two giant guys in the ring. It was never going to be a technical masterpiece. You get the, the um, I guess, image of Bobby Lashley getting the slam on Omos, and that's, that, that's it. Bobby Lashley, as mentioned, gets the win. We talked coming into this about the need for babyface stars on this program now. Bobby Lashley came across as that on, on this night, and so... I think it is time for him to be back into that title picture, whatever that is going to be now with a unified champion. For Omos, to me, the next stop for him is NXT. I think this year of like trying to slowly work him in has not worked. And so I think this is this is now an admission this didn't work and we got to really adjust. So I, I think, honestly, I would have Omos be the next title challenger against Dolph Ziggler for NXT. I would do that trade where we're calling up uh, Braun Breaker probably and we are sending down Omos. That, that's what I would do because I just, I don't see a spot for him on this main roster right now. It is 2022. There really isn't, there really isn't um, room, I think, for giant who can't do shit. And right now, maybe almost won't turn into that. Th- there are flashes of athleticism where he's hitting the spinning wheel kicks and shit like that. So maybe there is, I think, room for expansion, we'll say, in the repertoire of Olmos. But right now, it just ain't it. Um, and uh, Gino in the chat here with Bobby versus Reigns, book it now. I would watch the shit out of that. I think that would be excellent. Um... I think like he, he has to be at or near that title picture now coming out of this show. Following this, it was Johnny Knoxville defeating Sami Zayn in an Anything Goes match in 1425. And this is where the holy shit, this is just a lot of fun came in. They had all the bells and whistles with the, the jackass crew. Um, you, you had a giant mouse trap come into play after a bunch of little mouse traps came into play. It was just, it was fun. I was popping the whole time. This was the... This was the match that Pat McAfee was born to call. This was the match that Pat McAfee really, I, I think, like, if you were a little on the fence about his babyface status coming into this match, like, if, if you had just turned into to WrestleMania these couple of nights and hadn't been watching the product for the last little bit, this was where McAfee really won people over because he was spot on the whole match. He was excellent. Um, and then Knoxville gets the win. It was just, it was a fun, fun, fun match. After that, you have the WWE Women's Tag Team titles on the line. Sasha Banks and Naomi get the win over Queen Zelina and Carmella. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Um, they get the, uh, the the win in this one. This was a good match. I thought it was a little disjointed at times. Like, it, it just felt a little all over the place. But I thought there was a lot of quality in this one. I, I said before, one of my standards is I feel like everyone can win this match is where uh, I feel like it's a good match. Three of the four teams I thought could. Like, there was a moment Carmella was getting the roll-up, and it was, oh, okay, yeah, this could happen. At no point did I think that for Natalia or for, for Shayna Baszler, but I, I thought that um, the right team won in this case. I think Sasha Banks and Naomi win. I think this helps the women's tag team division immensely. And I thought, actually, like, you have the square off of Sasha Banks against Rhea Ripley that gets it in all of our minds that, hey, this is a feud we want to see at some point. I thought the crowd was there with them for that moment, and I I think that really got people invested in this. And 
if they want to keep Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan together as a tag team, fine. If they want to keep Carmella and, and Zelina Vega as a tag team, cool. Same goes for, for Natalia and Shayna Baszler. I would love it if any of them spun off into to single stuff, especially Naomi, but she's going to be occupied for a bit now. Um, but I, I think that there is a lot to be gained by growing this tag team division up here. And, and I think it's, I don't want to say ironic, but... Uh, noteworthy, I guess, that Sasha Banks losing the women's tag team titles at WrestleMania a couple of years ago to Iconics, I, I thought kind of started the downfall of this. And that's no slight against the Iconics, but it was just how the belts were treated when they were on the Iconics ended up making these titles not necessarily mean anything and thus making the division not necessarily mean anything. I think Sasha Banks and Naomi have an opportunity now. A, it's going to be great to get two talented performers on both shows. B, I think that you have two performers who are going to take this role seriously. And because of that, you are going to be able to, I think, take this division seriously and, and grow it in the ways that are, are necessary. So I, I think this was the necessary win. Uh, longest match of the night goes to Edge against AJ Styles. They go 24 minutes and five seconds. Edge getting the win here. I guess the big story of this coming out of it is Damian Priest has joined up with Edge for some kind of brood 2.0 situation here. I don't know if this would have been the time for me to do that. Like, starting that at WrestleMania feels kind of weird, but also, like, what bigger stage to, to start it on and to, to introduce it on. This match was a bit of a disappointment for me, I'll be honest. I, I thought that there was another gear for this match to get to that they never really got to. And that was disappointing. Uh, it was still it was a good match, but the crowd never really got into it. The two guys, like, they just... It was a slow build, slow build, slow build, and it never got to that rapid crescendo that I guess I was I was kind of hoping for. Good match, not a great match, and we were all kind of hoping for goat match. Um, but I, I'm I am very much fascinated now in Edge in a potential either managerial role with Damian Priest and maybe a couple others. That that's what I'm hoping for. For the record, I hope that this is a Brood 2.0, and it is Edge with a faction, not just Edge and Damian Priest. I want Priest. And I want I want a couple of others on top of this as well. Um, I think that would be a, a next a great next chapter in the career for Edge. I think that would be a lot of fun if they did that. After that, we get Sheamus and Ridge Holland against Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. The finish comes at a minute. 40 um, of all the WrestleMania matches in history. This was definitely one of them. This was a make good after these guys didn't get in last night. It was a quick match. The one thing to take away from this, and I tweeted it out, Pete Dunne, now Butch. His character is essentially what Minimi was in the Austin Powers movies whenever Seth Green was around, where he just becomes uncontrollably pissed off and needs to try to hump everything. That's kind of what Butch felt like tonight, where he just had to freak the fuck out. And anytime he saw anyone from the New Day, he just became just the rabid little chihuahua trying to get at him. It was annoying, and I guess like he's a heel, so it's supposed to be annoying, but I don't know. Didn't love that. Um, but I mean, this match went a minute 40. It's tough to, to hate anything in a minute 40. Pat McAfee defeats Austin Theory at 940. The crowd was there for this. Holy shit. What the crowd was for the brand tonight as they gave Pat McAfee a superstar welcome. I thought the, the entrance music with Seven Nation Army was perfect. The cheerleaders, everything. Pat McAfee felt like a big deal. And this crowd loved that dude. I was so happy for Pat McAfee to get that moment at that building with that crowd. Mwah. Unbelievable. Match itself, they paced it out perfectly. Um, Pat McAfee doing the, the, the flip and landing off the top rope and then the jump up to the top rope for the superplex. 
perfect, showing what he can do, showing the athleticism that he has. And if this is a quarterly thing where McAfee kind of becomes like old Jerry the King Lawler where "Ah, once or twice a year we'll have Pat McAfee come out and feud with someone, I have no problem with it. Absolutely no problem with it. Maybe not against Vince McMahon. Um, I thought that was a little weird. Like, they, they do the whole thing. Vince gets a win. So, like, getting that heel heat or whatever. The stuff with Austin Theory lasted just a little bit too long. And then Stone Cold comes out and all was right with the world. Like, we were all kind of waiting. Like, please have, Stone, please have Stone Cold come out. Please, please have this just not be a 76-year-old Vince McMahon in a black tank top. Please... I don't want that to be what this segment ends as. And Stone Cold came out and hit the worst stunner in the history of professional wrestling. Maybe the worst move in the history of professional wrestling in a just what the hell on Vince McMahon who stumbles and bumbles and eventually gets stunner. Can't call it a stunner because it's a little bit short, but a stunner. Um, yeah, it was what it was. Uh, but then, uh, there's celebrations. Austin Theory, this is going to get lost in all of this, is that Austin Theory took the Stone Cold Stunner like a motherfucking champion. And everyone's going to be lost because Matt, Pat McAfee sold it like a damn fountain, which was perfect. I thought he did, um, I, I, I thought that was great. I, I, I really, really, like, McAfee was one of the stars of the night. No question about it. McAfee was one of the absolute stars of the evening. Um, and then you get Stone Cold to celebrate after. Like, it was just... This is, again, where it was just... Was it perfect? No. Did we get a young star over? Uh, not really. I don't think this is going to... Th- this isn't going to be a major chapter, I don't think, in the Austin Theory documentary or anything like that. This was just entertaining as fuck. And to see Stone Cold Steve Austin out there having the time of his life, it was just great. You know, it, it really was. Like, the the old wrestling fan in me, seeing these performers um, and knowing how much this industry has taken a toll, specifically on Stone Cold Steve Austin, for him to come out and have the weekend that he had was really, really special for me. And uh, to see him having that much fun at the end of the night was great. Um, And then it was time to get down to business. Roman Reigns is your unified WWE Universal Champion as he, um, he gets the job done against Brock Lesnar in a weird, weird, weird match. Um... Look, we know what these matches are going to be at this point. Um, the, the hype was real. I was really excited for this one. This is, again, it, it felt like a match that, like, needed another gear. It needed another act. We, we were we were into act two. Good act two. Needed an act three. Needed a bit more from this match than just, oh, a spear and it's over. Like, I thought the psychology early on was great. I thought, like, okay, we're going through barricades, and oh, we're kicking out of each other's whatevers. I don't just like it that, like, it's, okay, whoever can hit their finisher last ends up winning. Like, I wanted I wanted there to be an extra something for Roman Reigns. And I I love the Cowboy Brock character. I thought it was, it was really, like, it was a different look at him, and there was progression, and I, I, I really did. I, I bought into it. And then the match itself was the same match that we have always seen, and I am back at the point where I, I do not want Brock Lesnar in my title um, title picture now anymore. I just, 
if he comes back for SummerSlams and he comes back for WrestleManias and he has matches, that's great. It it can't it has to be what Johnny Knoxville was or what uh, Pat McAfee was. Like it has to be a special attraction thing. But I don't want the title involved in it. We, we talked in the lead up to this. We talked after night one about how this company needs new stars. This is not the way to 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 do it. I, I think. As, as much fun as it was to see Brock Lesnar having fun, that this was not the main event that this WrestleMania uh, weekend really needed. But now, now Roman's the champion. And like that, that's how it should be. My frustration, and this is, it's something that I fell into, and I honestly was a little bit late in, in getting to this, um, this stream because I bought into it. I was waiting to see waiting for if you smell to to hit and for the rock to come out and for everyone to lose their minds and next year's WrestleMania is set up. That would have been cool, but the absence of it doesn't make this WrestleMania any less. Like people say, oh I can't believe can't believe that didn't happen. Can't believe that that, that never happened. It's like what led us to believe that was when there wasn't even a, a, a spoiler or a, a teaser or anything like that on on social media. This is the problem with wrestling fans is they, like, sometimes fantasy book in their heads, and that ends up like, okay, well, this is what has to be done, and then it doesn't happen. Oh, I can't believe they didn't do that. It's like, The Rock has a billion things to do. Nothing nothing in the promotion would have led us to think that that was going to, to actually happen here at WrestleMania. So that was one of the frustrations with the, the reaction. But overall, like I said before, this was just fun as hell. This whole night. This whole weekend was just fun as hell. Um, what, did we see the best wrestling? No. Was it entertaining? You're goddamn right it was. I loved it. Um, two thumbs way up for me for for this for this WrestleMania. Uh, questions in the Twitch chat right now. Shout out to Gino. By the way, uh, Gino DePali was leading after night one in the WrestleMania prediction pro um, contest. After night two, find out tomorrow. Uh, we're going to uh, announce the uh, the winner on the podcast. Um, so I, I'm going to get that out kind of early. I'll try to anyway, so that uh, whoever wins is going to um, is going to find out pretty quickly. So no announcement on here. Gino was leading after night one, but I'm not going to tell you who's leading after night two until uh, you catch the podcast tomorrow. So that's that, that's how that's gonna go. But uh, Gino uh, asking raw after mania predictions. This is again. This is where I fall into the the wrestling fan trap of this is what I want them to do. So this is what they're they should do. And if they don't do it, I'm gonna be upset. Um, I think Braun Breaker debuts. I think we need Io Shirai to to debut. I, I wouldn't like if you did Io Shirai. Um, as a, a new title challenger for someone, I think that would be great. But she is definitely someone who I think we, we need to, to have. I, I think we'll get some kind of Stone Cold interaction um, of, of some sort. Oh, I guess entrances were turned off for uh, for those watching on the uh, the, the Twitch stream. Um, I think I think this is actually going to be a, a Raw after Mania that, that actually delivers. So uh, I think we get... Someone else added to the the Edge faction to to Brood 2.0, Brood 0, if you will. Um, 
brood two. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll get we'll we'll get there. Two broods with attitude. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be another uh, another weird one for sure. Um, I don't think we'll get like a, a rock thing or anything like that. But I, yeah, I think Braun Breaker has to show up on Raw. I think he is definitely the next one. Hey, Toxic, how's it going? Um, in terms of who will actually dethrone Roman now, uh, I know a lot of people are going to suggest that it should be uh, a Braun Breaker because he is the, the, the next young prodigy and there's nothing wrestling fans love more than booking the, the new young one to, to come up and, and dethrone Roman. I don't hate that idea. Um, I don't know if there's a perfect answer for it. Honestly, and this might ruffle up a, a couple of feathers, I could see it be Cody. I, like, if, if if you want this guy to come in and have all the chances to succeed in the world, I could see Cody Rhodes being the, the, the one to do it. So that, that might be my, my official uh, prediction. Um, yeah, aside from that, I don't, I don't have any other um, Raw after WrestleMania predictions right now. All I know is I'll be watching, and I uh, haven't been able to say that for Raw in a bit. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I am like, I'm not full on back on the WWE train. I, I've fallen for, I enjoyed watching WrestleMania and now I'm back in. I've fallen for that before, but I am cautiously optimistic now, but th this now needs to be a growth year for WWE. We can't have the same four people in the, the women's title picture. We can't have the same three people in the, the men's title picture anymore. Where We can't have as much fun as... At the end of the day, as much fun as all of them were, we can't have three celebrity matches again at WrestleMania next year. Even though we're going to be in Hollywood. I think we need to... I think we need to start building up some of these guys. Even if it's some of the older dudes. Bobby Lashley. Drew McIntyre. Some of those guys. Getting a Finn Balor back into the mix. Getting a Damian Priest into this point. So that by this time next year... Maybe there is a, another title challenger on our hands. So, I think this needs to be the, the start of, of something here. Cody would be a great champ. I agree. I, I really like the idea of, of Cody. Oh, boy. Of Cody as the, uh, the champion here. Hollywood Hogan returning next year. Look, everyone believes that The Rock is going to be returning at next year's WrestleMania. He is... It's in Hollywood that The Rock owns that place. I I get worried about people like Hulk Hogan seeing what Sting is doing at 62, seeing what Stone Cold did at 57, and seeing the reactions to that, and seeing like, oh man, brother, I, I could do that. Um, I, I would imagine we get some kind of Terry Bollea interactions at our WrestleMania next year. I want to go to WrestleMania next year. Um, now that like WrestleMania was kind of back to normal, brother, um, now that WrestleMania was kind of back to normal, I, 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 I missed it. I, I haven't been since 2016. It was the only time I had been and I got, for whatever reason, it was major FOMO for me this time around, uh, for WrestleMania. So I am, I'm hoping that, Hey, we're still doing couch potato diaries, uh, by WrestleMania next year. And uh, we'll, we'll take the show on the road, some live WrestleMania shows for uh, for everyone next year. Because this seemed like a lot of fun. Like, you, you look at some of the other stuff that was around. Uh, Ring of Honor had just a blow-away show on, what was that, Friday night? 
uh, the Hall of Fame thing. I've never been a big fan of the Hall of Fame. I've never actually watched one before, but my wife pointed this out to me when we were watching last night. I turn into a blubbering fool every time they just put on the clips of the, the night. So I'm like, why, why don't I go to a Hall of Fame? Just once, just to do it. Um, and we also didn't go to Access last time, so I think I would like to, to check out Access as well. Um, but yeah, I, I want to go to WrestleMania real, real bad for, for next year. Uh, I believe that is now going to end the podcast only, or the, uh, the podcast portion of this. We're going to keep playing games on Twitch for a little bit, uh, but the, the signoffs I find are always really awkward on the, uh, the podcast when I, I, I'm recording from Twitch. So for podcast people, this is where we sign off. Um, I'll be back with new Couch Potato Diaries Monday, Wednesday, and Friday this week. And yeah, if you're just listening, I bid you adieu.